0: Welcome to Objectively Speaking, everyone. My name is Jeremy Paul.
1: And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 19, game 20 the Columbus Blue Jackets versus, yet again, the Chicago Blackhawks. And what can only be described as a roller coaster of emotions that ultimately resulted in a shootout loss for the Columbus Blue Jackets.
0: I used to love overtime. Like when Artemi Panarin played for the Blue Jackets, it would go into overtime and I'd be like, that's a thick win. That is a thick W. And now every time we go into overtime, I'm like, one point is so nice. Like, I know it's just going to (laughs) be one point because like we are incapable. Like, and I, I, oh, captain, my captain, I respect you. Dear good God, love of Christ and creator all above why do we keep letting Nick Felino? granted he didn't start tonight Boone Jenner started won the face off and then Nick Felino went out came on the ice for Boone Jenner immediately following and then actually to be fair Nick did almost score he was almost but I have to know why Why do we keep doing this? Like I don't get it. Like what is unclear? I almost wonder if it's like towards C's that people keep asking the question, and he's like, "Actually, uh, with all due respect, fuck you. I'm gonna do it. (laughs) Like I'm going to do it, and you're gonna and you're gonna enjoy it."
1: But see, then his comments after about how we never win in overtime do not reflect the fact that he enjoys putting Nick Foligno out there. Being as Nick Foligno does not help he doesn't help he's not an overtime person
0: no one none of them are really well right and that's the thing too well and you look at well patrick too but like you look at like this like the way that like overtime is set up like you obviously always want a defenseman out there but you want a defenseman who can also like drive offense with zach out with belzato out you don't really have any of that like other than seth so like you look to Seth, and I would argue maybe Carlson. Like, maybe. But, like, that's it. Um, I just – this might be overdramatic, and maybe this isn't the episode to talk about it. <laughs> I think we're recognizing that one of Yarma Kikulainen's two – like, his number one failure, I think, to this point, has been the trade he made for Ryan Dezingle, which was Anthony Duclair in a second-round pick. That, to me, is number one, Correct. for what I can remember, at least short term. Number two, I think, is creating all of that cap space to make sure that nobody could offer sheet Pierre-Luc Dubois by trading away Ryan Murray and by trading away Marcus Nuñevara, And then, ultimately, trading away Pierre-Luc Dubois for Patrick Line. And it's not like Pierre-Luc Dubois wouldn't have still been a blue jacket if he wouldn't have traded away Murray or um, – so, I don't know. It's tough. Like, that. that's – it's been hard to watch the last few games defensively. And I know Zach's out, but my God, I mean, this is not the team that should be like when you go into the season and you say, I'm okay with us loosening up a little bit, like and playing a little bit freer because I know the defense is going to make up for it. And I know that Jonas and Elvis are going to make up for it. That's not the way to do it. That is not the way to prove that you can do that.
1: No, it's not. And it's just, it's hard to see a team where now we're struggling on both sides. Like, you know, for the last couple of years, we've been like, yeah, we, we struggle offensively. We don't score a lot of goals, you know, but defense goaltending, we got you boo. But now it's like, we don't really have anything. Even with goaltending God bless Corpy. We would have lost by like 45 goals that they would have gotten in the first fucking period if it wasn't for Jonas Corpostolo. And he even took in six. Like these are the things that we're facing against, but you know, now, now to suck on both sides of things, it's just not, it's not fun. It's not the the blue jackets that I love. And I know, you know, this is all part of being a sports fan because like things change, but it's just disheartening. And you can see how frustrated they all are. Like you can see it when they're on the bench, when they're on the ice, when they're doing their interviews, like even in practice, like they're just frustrated because they know that this isn't what they want to do either. Like, I can't imagine it's, you know, I think most people can say it's like no fun to go to work every day and be like, well, that sucked. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) And you have all these things and all these, you know, weird pressures that we probably don't even know about because it's a lot of the inner workings of, you know, the National Hockey League and, and whatever, but it's just disheartening and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but like with fans coming back to Nationwide Arena next week. I, I'm nervous, that it's just gonna be, like, disappointing, (laughs) and, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just a bummer, like, it's a bummer, especially when you're seeing other teams just, like, fucking thriving, and not even just in, in our division, but, like, all over the league, when you're seeing teams fucking thriving, and you're, like, what, What are they doing that we're not doing? I mean, obviously, we've addressed some of that before, but, like, it's not fun. (laughs) It's not fun to be the one that sucks.
0: Oh, I I brought you in at the wrong time. You did. Like, because, like, hearing everything that you're saying, like, and and I feel a little bit of it myself, too. Like, I got to admit, like, when... Like, I always found fun in Blue Jackets games and Blue Jackets hockey. Like, even when we were booty butt cheeks, like, even when we were bad, I still enjoyed it. Like, I still had so much fun watching the games and I would stay up late and I can remember, like, I would get in trouble every now and again because back when the Jackets were in the Western Conference, obviously, like, a lot of their games were at, like, 10 because they are playing a lot of teams like L.A., San Jose, you name it. And... I can remember like getting in trouble because like my mom or my dad would like be like, why didn't the hell do you still have your TV on at like 12? And I'm like, I'm watching Blue <laughs> Jackets game. Like what, what's confusing. And so, yeah, I like look at that stuff and I'm just like, Oh, that was so much fun. I found joy in that. And now that we've had the success over the last really like, um, I mean, years. seven to eight years, like I'll say seven no. to eight years because like, even, even though like we had a bump in the road, in, uh, in between playoff years and that's when we got Zach Wierenski, um pretty high up in the draft oh no and then okay maybe I'm dramatic but like it's been like pretty much like over the last seven years we might have a bad year but then we're back the next and so yeah for me I I've gotten used to the to the good I've gotten used to the fun of winning and so now I'm like fuck this sucks because like let me be honest like the Blue Jackets having a Like above five hundred points percentage, like, like I probably would have celebrated the shit out of that in like two thousand and like seven or like two thousand and twelve, like the year that we drafted Ryan Murray. We were so bad that year; we're the worst team in the NHL. We just lost the draft lottery. Shocking, I know. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, it is so interesting to hear you talk about like, oh, it's not fun anymore. Where's the fun? Where's the fun? And I'm like, girl, yeah. Yeah, welcome. Welcome know what it really means to be a Blue Jackets fan. I'm so excited for you. Um, what were we going to say?
1: Well, I was just going to say, like, I mean, obviously I love them. And I've said it before, like, just being able to watch hockey when in reality, we maybe shouldn't even be able to right now based on things and the world and whatnot like that still brings me joy. It's just like a lot of that fun has been replaced with just like stress. And I think doing the podcast now where, you know, I'm paying way more attention to other stuff that's going on in the league and particularly our division. And so I'm just a lot more aware of everything. Whereas in years past, I would have just been focused on the Blue Jackets and not really cared. Um, You know, but even like looking back into last year before the season was stalled and we went into the bubble and stuff, like looking at what our last games would have been had the season continued regularly, we would not have made it into the playoffs. Like the only reason we were there was because of the point percentage situation that allowed us to get into the, you know, sort of the wild card round in the bubble um and then we you know by the skin of our teeth got into the first round and you know in in classic fashion lost to Tampa Bay so it's fine um but you know it's just kind of like it's frustrating and it's frustrating cuz you can't have that experience and you feel so distant from it and it's almost like you want to reach through your tv and be like what the fuck is wrong with you like why are you Why are you not playing the way I know you can play? And it was funny because as I was sitting in my living room by myself this evening, um, right right before Cam scored the first goal tonight for the Blue Jackets, I literally said out loud, it's because he said, when I'm hot, I'm hot. And he got too fucking confident. And, you know, and then of course I'm proven wrong and he gets a goal, but like, nonetheless, it was a lucky goal is he was lucky that that play got broken up and it bounced in the right direction towards him, you know, but thank God, or else I don't know that we ever would have scored during that game if he hadn't kicked things off, so yeah I thought
0: that that was actually a hell of a play by Boone, I thought, like that goal that was pretty that was the pretty unsung
1: good. hero Boone jenner he is
0: yeah, and I like I've been really impressed by him this year, and I think that that's true, like we don't talk a lot about him on this podcast we don't talk about that, although I think somebody we follow on the Twitter is right in saying that like it feels like every time Boone Jenner scores, we lose. I think there's been one exception to that rule this year, but um. But, yeah, and I think, like, I, I look at this stretch of games, right? Like, you've got Nashville twice at home. You split that series. You know, you get two points. You got Chicago at home. You've got one point there already. Um, you got Nashville on the road for back-to-back games, which that's going to be interesting to see if, if Corbisalo starts both of those games or if Kiv is going to get one of those starts. Because at this point, like, I'm not sure. And, again, like, half of it, like, some of it is, is Jonas. A lot of it's the defense. Like at some point, like you yeah, can't I mean, let you can't like let that keep like wearing into him. Like and at some point, like you've gotta get Kiv Lennox in there, like because Kiv Lennox is capable, like he showed it last year. Um and like He also told, needs to play. He yeah, needs to exactly. play
1: because yeah. if something happens to Corpy, Kiv Lennox needs to have played a game.
0: Yeah, he needs Kiv to be Lennox. at least fresh. Yeah. And so I agree. Um so maybe Kiv Lennox will get his first start of the year, either in either one of those Nashville games. But then you go back home and you play Detroit once, which we'll be there double masked up. Um but um that'll be our first car episode. Do you think we have do you think we have it in us to like actually do that well? I'm like, we'll see. I'm like nervous about it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um but yeah so you got these seven games and you look at these seven games. Now Chicago is kind of like proving me wrong a little bit in terms of like their ability this year. Now I do have to say, like, I'm not sure who all, like, what part of the division they've been playing a lot of. Like, I know they played a lot of Detroit. They've played us and they've kind of worked us over. I mean, Patrick Kane has made us his bitch. Um, Yeah. Okay. I said that right. I was like, did I just call Patrick Kane our bitch? Because listen, he is not. Um, And so, (laughs) he is not. We owe him money at this (laughs) point. Correct. So, um, yeah so you look at these seven games and you're like oh god you got to get at least 10 points out of these seven games because like these are against teams that you should be getting points against and you look at it now you're like okay we've got three points out of the first three games we need to get six out of the next eight points that we have available to us and it's not entirely impossible like to win three out of the next four but that just also seems like such a pipe dream for this team to string together any stretch of wins other than two like i mean like here's the thing, like, I. At least in the past like four years, they they every season hit some sort of a bump in the road. Like with the exception of the year that they like finished like fourth or fifth in the league in points, like they have pretty much had a slump at one point in the season. And because of Usually that after look-
1: the all-star break.
0: Right. Um, and not me getting emails for work at eleven oh nine. Jesus. Okay. Um sorry about the noise, everybody. But yeah, you look at um, like I've always felt like during those slumps, I'm like, oh, we're always we are always on the verge of just like going on a tear and rolling off like five, six, seven wins. Because if you look in the last few seasons, the Jackets have put together a few stretches of those wins where it's like you know they're they're getting on a roll, they're having some consistency. I just don't see this team being able to do that this year. Like, I just don't see this team having the willpower, the mental grit to, to do it. And I, and it, honest to God, like, if if you've got the coach that's saying like, you just got to breathe and play hockey. And if you've got the conversation of like, people aren't motivated, like, again, like go back to what I said in our last episode, I believe it's like, that's the job of a coach. Like a coach is supposed to create that. And like, I don't know. I, I don't think anything's going to happen this season, but like there is going to be change in this coaching staff. And I don't know if it's just going to be assistants, if it's just going to be Tortorella, like, and I don't know, Tortorella might go on his own terms. I don't know. But man, it's tough. It is just tough to hear those kind of things coming out of the locker room um, and coming out of those post-game interviews.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, and it, you just, you just saying we need to win three out of the next four games. I was like, that's not going to happen. Like, unless they really, you know, do that thing that we've been saying time and time again over the last month and a half, like, that, you know, this is the inspiration for them to pull it all together or whatever. Like, we have barely won two games in a row this season. We can't string together 60 solid minutes of hockey. Like, there has not been a game this season, even if we won it, Where they have played a solid 60 minutes of hockey. There's always been at least one period, if not two, where they completely lost their minds and were just roaming around on the ice. And again, and you know, and Cam said it tonight, and you know, they've all been saying it, we can we can't keep using the excuses of this is a different season, this is weird because it's shortened, there's no fans, blah, 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 blah. Because like I just said, there are so many other teams that are thriving, thriving in this situation. And yes, coaching styles are different. The way, the way teams approach their gameplay is different. But like, other than that, everyone else has the same exact situation across the board. And we're just not like, the You know, not all the Pistons are firing at this point, and it's weird. Like, and I – I don't know. It was great to see some people get multiple goals tonight. Like, obviously, finally seeing sort of the sparks of joy that Patrick Line is supposed to bring to this team, you know, with two power play goals, two really beautiful power play goals. Like, that's amazing obviously seeing Oliver break his what was it seven game no point streak or no goal streak um, with two goals like that's amazing but and that sucks when it's still not enough when it's still not enough for Cam Patrick and Oliver all to score and we still don't win like that's
0: stupid I don't disagree and I and, like, stupid. correct. And I think, too, like, you know, what's hard about that, like, in an ideal world, your top six at this point, like, as is right now, are roslovic, Domi, Cam, Bjorkstrand, Line A, and probably, like, I, I, that's tough. Like, whoever you put in that sixth role, I mean, like, I would say, like, you would like for it to be Texie, like, it's not, but you'd like for it to be um and like those like those of those six guys like really it's only been that top line and you know rostovic has been pretty quiet the last few games But like even tonight like he was quiet but he had two assists like do you know what i mean like and and a lot of that comes from some of the success that he was having in the face-off circle i mean it wasn't consistent the whole night but i mean he had some really key face-off wins and so that set us up some,
1: on, he had some solid attempts too like yeah just he either over skated or he just got playing out
0: stopped by the Chicago goalie. Do you wanna do you want me to give you heartburn? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Alright. So I, I gave you that stretch of seven games where I'm like we need to win ten ten where we need to get ten points. Uh-huh. Do you wanna hear what happens next after that? The trade deadline. <laughs> no 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 no. i don't i actually honestly you you could put a gun in my head right now and say jeremy was the trade deadline i have no fucking idea when the trade deadline (laughs) is right this season um i mean i'm assuming sometime like end of march beginning of april but i could be wrong um but no we play dallas twice florida twice dallas two more times carolina four games in a row
1: i'm gonna vomit that whole time
0: yeah that's gonna be bad like that has potential to really be shit (laughs) Like that has potential to suck if we don't figure some shit out that's gonna suck the month of uh, march is going to absolutely suck
1: like my whole body hurts thinking about playing carolina four times in a row
0: i know think about all the fucking weird calls that are gonna happen
1: so many weird calls And thank God for COVID because they can't do their stupid celebration things at the end.
0: But don't worry because after that happens, we do get two games against Detroit. But then we play two games against Tampa, two games against Florida, two games against Tampa, two games against Chicago, two games against Dallas, two games against Florida, two games against Tampa Bay. Like we are, it's a gauntlet. Like it's going to like the next month and a half brother. Brother, dude, brother, it's gonna fucking suck. It's gonna be so bad. I
1: don't like it. That's literally what it was kind of like what our last few games were supposed to be last season when we knew. Oh, like, when yeah. You look, it's like, there's no way we would have We were supposed to play Tampa like literally two times before like the season got called off. Right. But they were gonna murder us. Like they were gonna murder us and we were never gonna go to the playoffs. And yeah, if we don't pull our shit together, it's gonna be painful. Painful, because it won't be like tonight where we lose by one point in overtime. It'll be in regulation, we lose eight to two, like we lose seven to one. We get shut out six nothing. Like it's not gonna be fun times, and I hate that. So. Hopefully, like, and hopefully, like, you know, I don't, Elvis is going to be, I just feel it, Elvis is going to be out for a while, and that just gives me goaltender heartburn, because now every time Corby's on the ice, I'm just afraid. I was particularly afraid to go into overtime today against Chicago, because as we all remember, that is who we were playing against when Corby got injured last year and ended up having to have a surgery. So all of those terrible memories were just flashing before my eyes as we went into this situation this evening. And I know Kiv Lennox is very talented. I don't mind having him as the backup. I don't enjoy the idea of having him as the primary. That's not an idea that I enjoy. Because again, I don't know who the fuck this Cam Johnson guy is, but I don't trust him.
0: So (laughs) I I still think that if... if kev lennox become like i listen if kev lennox isn't the starter i almost think they go back to like cleveland and get vevaline versus this cam johnson cam, is that his name i don't even know cam johnson um, yes he's gonna win a vesna in like six years we're gonna be like what the fuck yeah um, for tampa.
1: he's gonna win it for he's gonna be on tampa
0: and no vasileski has something to tell you if he if you think he's going anywhere anytime soon but um and he'll go to vegas or, yeah i could give you that like some dumb shit um it'll be a trade that we win anyway um things are gonna get bad soon possibly or here's here's the like reverse of that though if we win a lot of those like if that's when we decided to stretch it out like and win some games like i'll lose my mind like i just don't yeah i
1: mean we're we're literally at a 50 50 scenario right now yeah it's there's no in between because the blue jackets don't believe in a middle ground they never have they probably never will it's it's similar to the fact that we are named after civil war soldiers you can't middle ground win a war or lose a war you either win or you lose (laughs) there is no there is no middle ground so there are no moral
0: victories in war
1: that is true We are at a standstill, 50-50. It's either going to suck or things are going to be great. So prepare yourselves, fifth line. We're in for an interesting turn of events. But I do, again, I do want to talk about Boone Jenner because, like, I just – I mean, I'm I'm fine if he doesn't score. But, like, his plays and his defensive, you know, play – and his just general energy, we don't talk about it enough. He definitely does not get enough credit. They try and talk about him. I mean, Jody Shelley always does a good, a good job of being like Boone Jenner, salt of the earth, really the backbone of this team. Nobody ever says his name, but my God, we're lucky to have him. And that's true. That's so true. We are very lucky to have him but yeah, everyone
0: else I, let him down <laughs> yeah and it's one of those things where it makes you wonder like in part like i do kind of begin to think like you know how much longer is somebody like boone on this team like because i'm afraid that like if they start trying to like if they become a seller at the deadline and you start to like look at like how your team is formulated right now and you're going to operate under the hopeful assumption that you can sign patrick lyon to a long-term deal and you're kind of building the team around him right like um, you know is Boone Jenner the kind of player that fits into that and I think he is like I'm probably just talking out of my ass right now like but I like anything is possible if we if we start selling like anything is possible because at that point it's going to be about assets return less about who you're shipping out like do you know what I mean? so here's question hoping
1: about I have a question about Patrick Laine because I honestly don't know a whole lot yeah. about his performance in Winnipeg uh, other than he's like a superstar is he known for doing things other than that sort of like slap shot wrist shot sort of sniper situation like can he like is he known for scoring other kinds of goals
0: I mean here's the thing right like I don't I don't think it's going to matter, like, what kind of goals he scores. What I care about, too, is, like, is he creating other offense in other ways, right? And like right, I
1: guess that's my question, too. Like, is that – or is he just known as, like, a goal scorer?
0: He – obviously, like, he does score more. Like, but last year, I mean, last year in the shortened season, he had 28 goals and 35 assists. I mean, so, like, he is able to dish it out. Like, the year before, he had 30 and 20 um, 44 and 26 I mean he's a goal scorer like he he, like that's kind of his bread and butter right like which is a little bit different than what you had in Artemi Panarin because Artemi Panarin finished Like he scored a, like quite a bit like but he wasn't known for being a goal scorer necessarily he was a playmaker and so right. it's a different kind of thing right because what you then need right like not that not that Patrick Line can't create plays but what you need then is somebody who's also able to um you know set him up somebody who's able to be his playmaker and that's why this idea of domi is so exciting because like that's what domi has done in his career consistently and that's what's kind of frustrating is that like we're not like don't get me wrong this Rosslovic line line atkinson thing like seems to work until Torch decides that it doesn't anymore um and so it's right um and so that obviously like is materializing into something good but um i think like ideally like you want somebody who's a playmaker on his in his middle um and maybe that's something that you look at, at free agency but the thing is, is you're not going to get anybody like you're not going to get uh you know playmaking first line center unless it's through a trade or through free agency and at free agency you're going to be paying a lot of money for that kind of talent and so yeah we it's going to be
1: have a lot of cap space right now
0: yeah, I mean, there is some truth to that. Like, like, the reality of it is, like, you lose $5.8 million off of Brandon Dubinsky. You lose 5.5, I think, or something like that, off of Nick's contract next year. Because even if we re-sign Nick, he's not going to make 5.5. Um, and then you lose, um, I mean, Savard's contract. And I don't think Savard will be re-signed. Um, yeah, obviously, you have to re-sign Line A. Um I think you'll trade one of the goalies and whoever that is, like that's going to be a pretty significant drop in cap. So, I mean, really they should well, have Um
1: Yeah, I just also think about preparing for – because isn't it the year after that that we have to think about re-signing Seth and Zach because aren't they yeah. both in the same I mean, I know that Zach will still be an RFA and Seth will be a UFA. Um. But, you know, I don't know. It's just – it's weird that tonight – and I doubt that this would be a thing. It might be a thing. But that Savard would, would leave us at the trade deadline.
0: Oh, no. I I think he'll be gone. 100%. Like, because at that point, like, you're you're claiming assets for him. Like, and if we're selling, if we don't need him – he is attractive. Like he's an attractive player who could provide some blue line depth to a team that thinks that they can make a Stanley cup run. And that's what, they, that's the kind of thing that a team that is going to make a Stanley cup run needs is they need somebody like a David Savard who might not score, but who is actually, I mean, don't get me wrong, not really playing like it right now, but his track record shows that he's willing to get down and dirty. He's willing to block shots. He's willing to play a strong, like a strong defensive game. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that wins championships. And so he would be really attractive at the deadline for a team that's in it to win it. Like, I, I really do think so. And again, with him being an unrestricted free agent coming into next year, like this offseason, it's like, if you've got a deal on the table for him, you don't think you're going to need him because you're not going to be in the postseason. I would take it like, because here's the other thing and it's happened before. If you're really that invested in the player, Make a pitch to him in free agency. He could sign with you. (laughs) Like, seriously, like it's happened. Like, it's it's 100%, I mean, it's possible. And so it's like, what the hell, you know? Kind of
1: like a loaner deal, kind
0: of. Well, yeah. So that's called like rentals. So, like, rentals are UFAs on their last year of their contract because there's not like a commitment, right? So that was what Duchesne was. That's what DeZingle was. Um, You know, that was kind of the situation. And so. Yeah, I think that's what's super interesting is like he could come back. Like and nothing says that a UFA can't come back. Like I was thinking about that with like Ryan Murray's. I think he's an RFA actually at the end of this year. But like I was like, God, I miss Ryan Murray. Me too. Holy shit, I miss Ryan Murray. I never thought that I would say that, but I miss Ryan Murray so much.
1: Um, I'd even support. I'd even support him growing his beard back into his chest hair if we could just maybe
0: have him back. Right. Well, then also here's the other thing. So Ryan. Um, Riley Nash is also going to be gone after this year. Is He's his
1: contract like, or are we trading him?
0: No, his contract's up at the end of this year. You know there's an RFA this year that I keep forgetting about? Um, no. Texier. Really, already? yeah, it's because they burnt him they burnt his rookie deal off in the playoffs when we swept Tampa Bay, so that was his whole first year of his contract, so last year was his second year, and this year' is his third year. Gotcha yeah, I think I, I don't have the number of games right in my head, but I think it's like eight or ten games if you play, and that includes playoffs, and he played the first two games, and then he played the whole playoffs, which was um which was uh, eight, ten games in the playoffs that year.
1: Which, how do you feel about that? I don't know how I feel that he'll... I mean, RFA, you don't have as much
0: freedom, but... Well, and he doesn't have arbitration either. Like, he, he doesn't have any... He does not have any power there. Um, I mean, I... I would probably sign him to a... I mean, you don't want to sign him long-term. I'd probably sign him to a bridge deal. I mean,
1: shit. one of his UFA years.
0: No, you wouldn't get him to UFA years because his situation would be a little bit similar to what Pierre-Luc Dubois was. We still probably have another four years of him as an RFA. Like, we aren't going to sign him for longer than four years. If I were the team, I would do three years, and I'd probably – I don't know. I mean, like, that's tough because, like, he's he's a player that has a lot of potential, but, like, I don't know if he's shown it enough – to warrant money that's any kind of ridiculous like i mean like i'm looking at like kind of like comparables like from previous years um like oliver bjorkstrand uh coming off of a like he was making 2.5 um i mean with jack rosovic making i mean he's at 1.8 i mean i don't think he makes more than jack yeah I wouldn't think maybe like three, two, like. Yeah. I just wonder if we don't end up getting into
1: a situation with Texie. I mean, not to the same scale, but that we don't get into a situation with him that we did with PLD.
0: Mm, I don't know. I don't know that he has enough like notoriety. I don't think he would have any power in that situation because really like, I don't think that the trade would be good enough on return. Like at least there is a desire to have PLD. I mean, like Texier is good and he's got potential, but like he hasn't shown it. And like with PL, like I mean, like he obviously has right now talent. I mean, shit, his third game for the Jets. I mean, he's putting up three points and winning games in overtime and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I, it is what it is, right? Like, so I don't know. All the future could be really fascinating because, like, who knows? yes truly who
1: knows but yeah hopefully i mean they have tomorrow off or i'm sure they'll they'll practice tomorrow um and then play again against freaking chicago on thursday um and we'll see you know they tried they had some really good conversations i guess yesterday during practice they actually watched the whole game as a team um to go over what 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 went wrong (laughs) against nashville um they even did they spent an extra hour and a half uh nick had them do some stuff together uh to try and like boost morale as much as they can with with the COVID protocol um and you know, obviously I think I think Torts had some a few words to say after the first period tonight. And, you know, I think those words will continue um as we move forward. But, you know, you just gotta hope that on Thursday, I would just like to see, even if we don't win, I would just like to see 60 minutes of solid effort. Like, that's all I want at this point. I want to see proof that they can do 60 minutes of solid effort.
0: I don't think this team loses many games if they do that. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, you say, like, we don't have to win.
1: Well, yeah, we win. That's even better. But, like, if I can at least see 60 minutes and, you know, we lose again by one point or we lose again in overtime, like, you know, at least there was 60 minutes of solid gameplay, as opposed to every single game we've played this season where it has not been the case.
0: Correct. Correct. That's 20
1: games. That's 20 games of inconsistent play.
0: One thing is consistent and it's their inconsistency. That is true. But well, looking forward to Thursday, what are we, I mean, like, what are you looking for? I mean, like, obviously like consistent play, like, I just, I just want us to, to stick with what we know. Like, I want us to like, actually like, I don't know. I guess I, I, can I just be honest? Sure. I'm towards exhausted, man. (laughs) Like, and it's not that I like hate him. It's not that I think he's a bad coach. I just, I'm, I'm kind of tired of him as a coach.
1: I just, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a whole combination, like we've said before, it's just a whole combination of things that aren't working. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's nothing to say that he hasn't done such incredible things for this franchise, for these players. Like, it sucks that it's working out this way. It sucks that this is how it's panning out. Um, but... He like both sides are not seeing the same thing. Like his coaching style is not being read correctly. Their way of play is not being interpreted in the in the same way. Like it's just not it's literally like oil and
0: water. Yeah. Well, hopefully hopefully the oil and water is more like oil and vinegar. We make a nice little vinaigrette on Thursday. Does that sound nice? I love a nice salad. I know. Me too. Can't you tell by my figure? <laughs> um <Same. laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much all I've got. I mean, to be honest, like, I'm a little bit dejected. Like, uh, like it'll be fine. Like, um, it it will be. I mean, like, and I'm excited to get back into the arena. Like, obviously, like, so excited to go on Tuesday with you to see us um, lose to the Detroit Red Wings. Um <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Let's let's put some positive energy that at least, because yes, that is what I wanted to say. It's like, very much so thank you to you for not only being a season ticket holder, even when we probably think you shouldn't have for a couple years here or there, but you know, this has granted us a a really incredible opportunity to be able to go see some games in person um, and You know, while there is, like, some nervousness around everything from from what we know, like, the precautions and everything are very, very high and strong at Nationwide, so it's just the idea of being able to be back in the arena, even though it's, you know, gonna be weird because there's only 1,900 people, um, it'll still be exciting, and let's just hope that for my birthday, they can at least, like, pull some shit together. I would love to be able to yell streamers, bitch, at my own birthday.
0: Oh, me too. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be so, so good. We're
1: sitting, in, we're sitting in the lower bowl, so we could actually get streamers. Yeah,
0: yeah. It could rain down on us, girl. If
1: they do it. Wouldn't that just suck? <laughs> if they were like... Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my no god, I can't, streamers. I can't wait for your birthday ass to be there like, streamers, bitch! And then like, just nothing happens, <laughs> like, I will piss my pants.
1: They're like, get the fuck out of the arena, we have to spur everything with disinfectant.
0: <clears throat> oh my god.
1: We'll have to buy me my own streamers. We'll
0: be fine. We'll just sneak them in. We'll just sneak in the little fucking pop things. <laughs> I'll fucking pull the string and it just goes... <laughs> and they're like
1: and they're not allowed to come back anymore Ta-da. It. it's
0: so worth it
1: but it's fine i love it yeah and it's gonna be it'll be really fun to recap those we'll you know for all of you out there that won't be able to see a game in person this season you know we will try and bring that experience to you through our recap episodes um and you know, make you feel like you're there too. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We'll do everything we can. Um, but Lord, I mean, like, other than other than our excitement for being in person on third. I mean, we have another game to. We'll recap. I mean, no, we have three more games to recap. We have we three. Go. Holy <laughs> shit! I just want to go. Um, <laughs> three more games to recap before. Uh, we get to do that episode, so we got some planning. We got some Amazon Prime shopping for lapel mics. Do you think I could sneak one into Nationwide? Because what if we recorded a little bit from the seat? <laughs>
1: that would be exciting. That'd I be mean, cool. I'm not allowed to bring a purse anymore, so, like, I don't know if we can sneak
0: lapel mics in. <laughs> so. I'm going to fucking try it. I'm going to try it. And if you're listening, if you're an employee at Nationwide Arena and you work security at Nationwide Arena and you're hearing this podcast, know the fuck you didn't mind your business
1: also if you do listen to this podcast hello (laughs)
0: ignore the cord. ignore the cord hanging from behind my pants that'll be my mic
1: if you wear a jersey it should be long enough to cover it
0: yeah you're right i i don't know that i'm gonna wear my third like my retro jersey though that's fucking absolutely not (laughs) fucking curse bitch maybe i'll wear my bjorky jersey that you got me i don't think have i ever gotten to wear that to a game no, because I gave it to you over the summer. I couldn't remember if it was a birthday present or a Christmas present.
1: It was a birthday present. And I used to wear my Cam Atkinson jersey for the first time. Holy shit, look cute. at us.
0: That'll be cute. That will be cute.
1: Uh, we will take pictures and obnoxiously post them to our social media.
0: 100%. But By the right. way,
1: follow us on social media.
0: Do all that. <laughs> Do all that. Yes, ma'am. Follow us uh, at objectively speak or at objectively pod see i don't do this part i don't know why i swagger jacked you at objectively oh objectively pod. at objectively pod which is cbj actively pod let's be honest this podcast should actually be pronounced subjectively speaking because cbj kind of phonetically sounds like subjectively so like i fucked that one up i'll admit it um,
1: it was a shower thought
0: it 's okay they 're not always the most coherent, no, but I think we 're too we 're balls deep now we can't change it. we can 't start saying subjectively speaking it took me It took me months and by that I mean days to stop saying objectively yours so i 'm <laughs> gonna not be able to do that that 's just not going to be able to happen. So call us what you will, call us what you want just as long as you 're calling us, baby, as long as you yes. do that so we 're at objectively
1: pod on Twitter and Instagram um twitter awesome so great love interacting with you humans it's incredible instagram we're finally up to 70 followers which is great for me most of which are just other podcasts but like that's fine (laughs) it's numbers at this point we'll figure it out um but yeah continue to interact with us um you know we love talking to any and all of you Um, And also like rate, review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Again, still really hoping to get those last three five star or lower as long as it's not one reviews on um, Apple podcasts. Just need three more by next Tuesday. And that'll be the greatest birthday present. You don't even have to write anything. You literally just have to go in and hit the, hit the stars. Like, if you're already listening to us, you just kind of scroll down a little bit. And then you hit it. Very minimal effort. And it would make me very happy. And it would be a great birthday present. And, you know, just, just supporting us. And if you could, it's been kind of a bit of a bummer. <laughs> we you know there's there's some competition podcasts coming out now and you know we just like to hear I'm not naming them (laughs) we just like to hear from you if you are listening to us and let us know what you think um yeah we just love you guys and appreciate you
0: that we do so on that note and all this love levy. We love you. I do hope that you all stay well. I hope that you stay safe. Hopefully, if you're trying to get Blue Jackets tickets, you're not like being scalped and you're not spending $400 to sit in the upper Bowl, bastards who are doing that. Um, So uh, hopefully you get the chance to go out, and I'm rooting for you if you're in the process. It's stressful. They charged me $1,000 today for two games. That was not what they are supposed to do. On accident. We're not actually
1: paying that amount of money.
0: Hell no. I am not um i mean like i am a season ticket holder but i am a fiscally responsible season ticket holder like i've got like the second cheapest like like i don't play um but yes so uh, i know it's stressful so hopefully you're taking care of yourself as you're trying to do that to get back into the arena stay well stay safe and we will talk to you all on thursday bye